Tvarish, welcome back to the Escalation 1985 podcast. I'm your host, Peter Bell, also known as Peter Bell in the Discord. Joining me today is Lucas Parham. Hello, uh, also known as Fallout 2077 in the Discord. And all of our special guests, which include several of the developers from Escalation 1985 and the Patreons. Uh, so we'll kind of have the floor open to questions uh, that, you know, any question that the Patreon wants to ask, he can uh, step up and we can answer that to the best of our ability. So does, uh, um, before we get started, is there anything that you wanted to say, Sebastian or, or Kai? I have a small announcement. Um, we are actually um, developing another game as well, um, coming soon to uh, um, Android and Android TV is Escalation Aggressors, which is a, let me see if I can do all this. It's a online multiplayer real-time deck building strategy game which is quite a mouthful, but it's a 2D game. So um, you, uh, it begins with you uh, select uh, your deck from Cold War classics, like uh, F-14 Tomcats or MiG-25s and, and all that, and ships and submarines and tanks. There's a massive list of units. And uh, you put together your deck and then you pit them against other players uh, online or in a single player campaign it will have as well. And then uh, you uh, you launch uh, your 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 intelligently put together deck at the enemy and uh, duke it out. And it's all 80s aesthetics and uh, neon colored and uh, outrunnish and vaporware. It's a it's a, it's synth wave heaven, man. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually tried it and it's it's pretty neat. It's a it's a great time. I, I've gotten to play a little bit of it and it's just I think. It's a great sort of prelim preliminary stage before we get into the actual, uh, into our actual game, uh, the first-person shooter. So, um, yeah, no, it's very, very exciting. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, if we want to open up questions to the floor, if any of the patrons want to ask us something, go ahead. Uh, uh, I'll just mention that the, about the aggressors game. Uh, it's, it's uh, I, I was helping uh, helping the guy that that started. Bitten first, and it's really nice to see you guys uh, uh, get on and uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's amazing, uh, and uh, we're so stoked to be working with him uh, to get this out. Um, and uh, uh, somebody's asking in the text chat if it's for Android, and it is for Android. It comes out for Android first, but it'll also come out on Android TV. Uh, so you have uh, anything that has. Well, a TV or it's compatible with Android TV, you can use a, a controller. But then it's also going to come out to uh, iOS, on iOS and on PC, and then later on on console. Sounds dope. Is there going to be any sort of early access for that? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. And uh, if you're real quick, you can jump on the. Uh, and the aggressors discord and grab the earliest build but uh, you have to be very quick because it's closing down soon and uh, and uh, and, de and development will turn into something uh, something else than it is right now but uh, you can still get in right now and jump in real quick i'll send you an invite once you hear this podcast that might not be available anymore <laughs> it might even be edited out <laughs> <laughs> it might be it might be 
Uh, I'll start with a question about just normal SK-85. Don't know if it's been asked before. Will you be able to get out of armored vehicles as a crewman, and will there be a grease gun? Um, as far as I'm aware, yes, uh, there will be a grease gun, and yes, you should be able to get out, but, um, Sebastian, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely be able to, uh, to bail the vehicle, and, uh, and yes, there'll be a grease gun, and, uh, if uh, everything goes to plan, you'll even be able to shoot from the hatches. Awesome. What about, uh, the firing port weapon for the Bradley? Well, we probably can't do a, a Bradley without doing that funky M16, which is not an M16. And of course the... Yeah, yeah. And of course the BMP-1 with the firing ports. Yeah, I mean, you can't all... You, you, we, we couldn't get away with uh, doing an M113 either without having people sitting out the hedges and, and firing from them. It just wouldn't be right. Is there going to be like a dragon mount for the M113? Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, it should have. If it had one in real life, it should have one in our game as well. Um, and we're doing both the Dragon and Toe and other kinds of, uh, of missile launches, so why not stick them on the vehicles? Awesome. So, do you guys have any have any decided ideas or teasers about the, the special Patreon weapons or items we're supposed to? Ooh. Um, very good one. <laughs> that is a very good one. We have uh, finalized the entire list of stuff. Uh, yeah, we could probably lift the uh, lift the veil for some of it. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should do one of the crazy ones. There are some doozies in there. Yeah, both in so real life and uh, in-game ones. <laughs> yeah, Ferry, do you wanna do you wanna have the honor? Um, I don't have the uh, entire list in front of me here, so uh, um, someone else who does is probably a better uh, candidate for that. There are two etched in my brain uh, for their sheer awesomeness, but I'm not sure if those are the ones we should spill, at least one of them. Uh, just pick one of the two that you would have, uh, that's burned into your soul and, uh, and spill the beans. Yeah, the cool beans. Well, the more common one, the less spicy rare one as uh, our friend Spitfire would say um, one of my favorites is the gyrojet rifle yes oh yeah. <laughs> yes. yes I was thinking I was thinking is that the one he's gonna mention <laughs> the other one is it's it's awesomer but it's e equally amazing but that's for another day yeah, a, a rifle that shoots rockets, which was actually tested by the US military. So is it actually going to work in game? <laughs> it's going to work, but it's got everything that um, that's going to come on the crowdfunding campaign is going to be uh, worse or similar to whatever's in the vanilla game. So you're not going to there's not going to be any pay to win. So and for the garage yet, it's going to be paid to absolutely be shit because it's not going to be very effective. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Pay to lose gloriously. Yeah, pay to look look great and yeah, pay to lose gloriously. Yeah, because the garage gun, first of all, it had a low muzzle velocity. Once the uh, 
rockets came out of the uh, the pistol or the carbine. We're gonna have both of them, and but then it has to speed up, right? And then it hits its um, its uh, its its max velocity after like 10 meters, and then the speed starts decreasing again, and uh, and it's swerving and it's weird flight pattern and. It's not good penetration. It's just not going to be very effective, but you're going to look great with it. <laughs> but man, isn't it just a product of the atomic age? Just rocket gun is just so amazing. Yeah. Doesn't have any yeah. recoil either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's so bad that it's good. Nuts, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be so cool to, to fire that. Feels like something yeah. you'd find in find in uh, Fallout New Vegas. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, hmm. it's like an actual actual tested weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the story is that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry. I was just telling how how I love that wooden stock and its angles. It's like one of those rare early '80s Lamborghinis turned into. <laughs> yeah. It was actually in. Um... Dr. No, or one of the early James Bond movies with Sean Connery, all the bad bad guy ninjas uh, had these uh, rocket-powered uh, uh, carbines. Uh, it's the angular one that we're using, the same as the uh, as the ninjas had in the Bond movie, and uh, it it's it's wonderful. And um, for the very high tiers, there's going to be a nickel-plated one, and for the absolute madmen, there's going to be a golden one. Hmm. Hmm. It was in and You Only Live Twice. You Only Live Twice, there you go. Is the madman the hero of the Soviet Union? Um, it, it isn't, no. It's uh, it, it more mad than that. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna do something even crazier than that for the uh, crowdfunding campaign. I think we can safely say that no one has ever done anything as heavy or as large or as expensive in a crowdfunding campaign ever. Um, we can't do it on uh, Kickstarter because they don't allow such um, expensive items. Um, but we have uh, made a really interesting deal with um, someone in, uh, in the former Warsaw Pact country that's supplying us with something quite out of the ordinary. Very much out of the ordinary. <laughs> Um, and another thing, so let's talk about where we are now in uh, in the game. Um, it's the end of the year, so we might as well round it up. Uh, you guys know, but a lot of people might not know, we are actually playing the game. Um, we're doing closed alpha tests, and you guys have all uh, you've all been been there and done that. Um, so uh, so let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So what what we're, what for the patrons at least, given that somewhat of an outsider's perspective what did you guys think about from what you played uh, I only played the first test but uh, it was very good the gunplay was uh, seemed somewhat in between like Red Orchestra and Squad kind of was better than both of my oh awesome nice with our most recent um, update of the current build of the game, we have our uh, Folda Gap map. Originally, it was um, Samuelberg, which was kind of a smaller, more showcase map, but we actually have our full-sized, or at least somewhat to scale, uh, Folda Gap map, which uh, was seen in the last playtest, so um, it's pretty exciting. 
Yeah, one, one thing uh, I find cool uh, that I actually heard uh, multiple Patreons say was that um, when we were uh, saying that uh, the final game will have bigger maps, they were already kind of petitioning for uh, Fulda to stay, uh, sorry, for uh, Semmelberg uh, to stay in there as uh, a smaller scale map, which is actually something uh, uh, that we're uh, considering, where you would have smaller scale battles with uh, like squad v squad or something like that. Uh, so it gives us more gameplay options, but also uh, for a, a map that early, it was uh, received really, really well. Would it be like a different game mode then? Or would it be the same game rule? Um, well, there's um, several modes, but um, one of those could be uh, like a squad versus squad or even free for all or uh, whichever basically we, uh, we want to implement after uh, most of the game has been like smaller scale conflicts uh, where there's not many vehicles uh, compared to uh, other other maps, basically. Gyrojet battles. If you shoot down, yeah. would it count as a rocket jump? That's gonna be an achievement. It will count as suicide. Rocket yourself. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's probably... I watched some videos on it, and it's more accurate than I would have expected, uh, given that the rockets uh, were uh, around 50 years old, maybe, already. It's from the 60s, it's gone. So, um, back then it would have been relatively fresh. So it should be decently accurate, but it would be such a confusing battlefield. I remember reading somewhere that uh, nowadays the rounds go for like $300 a piece, because I mean, yeah. they only made them for like 10 yeah, you probably either if you can't find them antique, then you, you'd have to have somebody make them. Well, imagine how much it costs to make them because you have to set up. It's just not something you can really. Yeah, it's not like you're going to mass produce them anytime soon, no. Yeah. Am I going to be able to make a custom game where only the only weapon is the gyrojet and everyone has to have one? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Gyrojet battles. Um, well, if the Jared say, uh, "Oh man, oh, <laughs> Spitfire spilled the beans," yeah, in the, I saw uh, takes that. chat about the other one. All right, so we might as well we might as well talk about that one as well then. <laughs> so the other the other crazy uh, uh, crowdfunding uh, tier unlock is the uh, the Dartic, which is a um, it's a magazine fit revolver exactly. Uh, not only is it magazine a magazine-fed revolver, it has, it um, it fires triangular bullets, um, and it uh, doubles as a carbine. So you take the uh, you take the pistol and then you fit it into a to well the furniture, and uh, and a barrel attached to that furniture, and now you've got a carbine. So when you want to go from your secondary to your primary weapon, you actually disassemble the Dardic uh, magazine-fed revolver. It's uh, somebody described it as uh, firing uh, a snow globe. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Yeah, they uh, spent uh, 11 years and an enormous amount of money back in the 50s developing this and immediately went out of business when they launched it. Anvil uh, from CN Arsenal actually did a video on it recently. I'm glad Which they're is... out of business. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a cool thing. Let's say, let's say, well, I'm gonna walk in uh, close quarter battle now, so I'm gonna remove my stock, and now it's pistol. Yeah, it's an incredible concept. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it looks something like and straight out of Star Wars. Yeah. It's triangular bullets. Yeah, yeah. Who came up with that thing? That, yeah, we're going to convince the army to shift from round bullets to triangular bullets. That's a. Uh, it's quite some um, some convincing to do. Obviously, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really. really. <laughs> that, that's what happens when someone who's designing guns just takes way too much drugs and alcohol and just sits there and... Wait, why don't we make those bullets triangular? Yeah, exactly. As a useless piece of information, actually, the F-5 aircraft uses an automatic revolver as its main cannon. Uh, so maybe they got the idea from there, from whichever one was first. So that means we need a minigun Dardic <laughs> multi-barrel. Well, actually, it's one cylinder. It's one barrel, but it has multiple cylinders. It's just like the Dardic. Crazy stuff. Uh, so I was going to ask about your merch store. Is there any update on the patch? Uh, updates is the patches are just complicated right now because uh, I'm unsure how we're gonna warehouse it and uh, and stuff like that. So uh, it's just on hold for a little bit. Um, but uh, I, we've been focusing on doing the uh, the crowdfunding and for crowdfunding we're focusing on not doing ordinary merch like t-shirts and caps and what have you, but instead uh, reaching out to uh, surplus sellers and get some uh, some interesting stuff from them. Uh, so, trying to get some um, some really interesting items instead of just your, your same old, same old. So, we're going to get back on that uh, once uh, we launch the store and, uh, sorry, the crowdfunding campaign. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, you guys are more into, like, we have so much uh, reenact, so many reenactors uh, and people that are into uniforms and gear and and all that stuff. So it seems more appropriate to choose something that's a little more out of the ordinary uh, than just, you know, your ordinary t-shirts and such. Definitely. Switch turn uh, short shorts, please. Switch turn <laughs> short shorts, <laughs> noted. and short shorts. Uh, and we get the General Anthony uh, modeling for it for, for pictures. Uh, <laughs> we need to order some more baby oil. Yeah. <laughs> no coconut oil. oil. <laughs> well, for the um, to not make the uh, crowdfunding campaign sound sound all crazy, uh, we're also doing some uh, some other in-game stuff that's more ordinary. But all of it has like really sort of um, nice, interesting stories to it. But they're all really uh, plausible, right? So it's plausible that uh, some pistol pistol from from uh, from somewhere um, ended up somewhere else, for instance. Um, <laughs> for in I can I can lift. I, I have to say a little bit about it. For instance, uh, one of the things we're doing is the Tokajipt, which is a Hungarian produced TT 33 uh, pistol in nine millimeter. Um, the Hungarians uh, got an order from the Egyptians uh, in the uh, 50s or 60s for I think it was 15,000 pistols for their police. So they produced this uh, Tokarev um, copy, called it the Tokajipt. And um, while they were producing and shipping them, the Egyptians changed their mind. And all of a sudden, the Hungarians are stuck with thousands of these pistols and have nowhere to do with them. 
So uh, they started flogging them in the open market and they ended up in Western Germany. So this is why you might end up as a, as a squad leader or an officer in the Bundeswehr in 1985 with the, uh, the uh, Airloom uh, Toker Jeep, the 9mm Toker Ref in your, in your SGA sidearm. Oh, that's oh, no. nice. And there are also some uh, weapons that are uh, a little bit more simple, which is uh, it's basically overstamped weapons without going into too, too, too much detail there. Gotta keep some surprises. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the list is very long, and uh, and all the uh, the uh, history has been written, all the deep lore, as he says. Spitfire has been really busy, uh, you know, tracking down these uh, weapons, finding out if they're plausible, and then writing all up all the stories for them. And and it's just a really nice read. If if you like forgotten weapons and and that sort of stuff, just reading about these things are just it's just really interesting and really fun. Yeah, Jordan's done an amazing job. I, I remember me and Jordan sitting down and it, it was just a case of, wait, how how did the order of these weapons work? Like, that one was made first and then it became that and then they changed it back into that. The numbering on some of these things is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the creation of Bradley. That's my wife is, uh, <laughs> weapons history is interesting because it reflects society around it and uh, and if you if you delve into a weapons history then you automatically also delve into world history and 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 mechanical history it's super interesting there gonna be any mentions of or like easter eggs for like uh 80s pop culture and stuff like that in there oh yeah i'd love to see something about the wolverines absolutely uh we will have a few easter eggs hidden throughout the map and even some mentions towards some patreons so you can look out for those yeah i believe that was planned if you can correct me if i'm wrong kyrie sebastian there, there actually are already a few uh easter eggs in there although they're um more uh, development related uh, at the moment nice some of our some of them are hard to find actually but i'm yeah. pretty sure uh once the game is released people will go scouring for I actually uh, um, told a few people that were in a playtest once, and we started just looking for them, uh, or they started looking for them because I placed them, so I know where they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're actually seasonal now as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and we're definitely going to have the uh, Commodore looking out for us. Uh, Lucas, are you looking out for the Commodore? I, I am, because the Commodore's looking out for you. <laughs> you don't know how long that's been my ringtone. Have you played Atari today? <laughs> exactly, there you go. Uh, I haven't listened to all the past podcasts yet, but, well, so maybe a question isn't really, like, necessary. But considering the Soviet Union was comprised of 15 republics, are you planning on doing not like the, the generic white dudes, but some of the minorities from like Kazakhstan or other stands or more eastern parts of Soviet Union, like the skins for those guys? I heard that you're not gonna do any customization of a character, but you're still gonna have like different skins for like soldiers, right? I'm actually uh, very glad you asked that. Uh, we're definitely talking about that and. Um... 
I'm not sure how deep we will go into that, uh, putting it in the game, but we're definitely considering it, uh, given that the, the, the vast area that the Soviet Union used to cover, you would have different ethnicities and um, it, you know, it would be great to, to get the game to reflect that. Um, so it's definitely something we're really seriously looking at. Mm -hmm. We want to do it. Um, when it's going to happen uh, is, is more of the question than if it's going to happen. Um, because additional character art uh, actually takes a lot of uh, time and effort. So in yeah. the beginning, it de most definitely won't be in there. Uh, but uh, we're, we're, we, we want to be working towards having that in there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, another very similar question. Um, are you gonna have any, like, well, are you planning on doing the voiceovers with the native speakers of the language? Absolutely. Uh, so, are you planning on doing something like having a different, maybe accents, maybe like catchphrases sometimes for different characters? Like, for example, Soviet Union, like, they have a one line, for example, as like in, on Ukrainian or on Lithuanian or on Kazakh, something like that to add like a bit of those things. If you're gonna add the different like minority skins, Ooh, that's a that's a big one. Um, we are planning over 300 uh, voice samples per faction already, so adding a ton of variation for ethnic groups or accents within each faction is probably shooting over the target for us we're still very very tiny uh, developer without any money support us on patreon but um we uh we definitely you know i've been asking general Sir anthony uh, and he's been uh, trying to figure out for instance for the danish faction what were some of the slang words they would be using in the danish army in 1985 so so we're gonna go into like absurd details as we usually are but uh the other thing is probably too much but let's see i mean who knows down the road uh, it would be super interesting to do um that crazy amount of detail but uh, but first of all uh, we need to have like different actors for the different types of voices so you have your own sort of voice from your first person then you have some squad mates mix them up a little bit between a couple of different voices then there's another voice for the artillery center another voice for pilots you know so it's it's already a lot of people involved for a lot of work for, for for each faction so probably not but who knows i mean if, if if we can afford it absolutely yeah it's completely understandable but i meant more like in the easter egg kind of way like one phrase for something like shot in kaza for example or, so or, instead of having all 300 lines being redone by a uh, by a specific accent having uh, one extra line or something like that yeah something more of like an easter egg some other games have like random reload animations so uh, having a random uh, comment from a guy indicating that he's from a certain region uh, is definitely not out of uh, the realm of possibility mm -hmm. but then again it's also a case of having to find people that are able to uh, give quality uh, voice acting for for those people and getting them together with some of our people that are recording them and all of that it's uh, logistically uh, voice acting is, is a horrendous task it's it's you yeah, yeah, it's enormous. I have a question for you, Radio Telegraphist. Yeah. Tell me about uh, your name, Radio Telegraphist. Well, uh, it means uh, it, it was a, like a profession in the army, not a profession, but a, a task, like 
So you were a radio telegraphist in... Uh... No, no, I wasn't. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's nice. Which language? Uh, German? No, it's it's like any... It's Russian, Ukrainian, any... Like, pretty much any Slavic language you're gonna... You can you also even... read it in Dutch, even. Yeah, in yeah, Danish. Yeah, it's pretty much international word, because radio <laughs> and telegraph are both international words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But the, the ending is Russian. The IST. Or Danish. Or Dutch. Or Swedish. <laughs> oh, well. Then. <laughs> Swedish. Yeah, think, a German. Uh, a German. Our languages have a common root. As we say, uh, on the other side of war, there are only people, and they're all radio telegraphists. <laughs> <laughs> so much sunny data. Hey. Tricks. Hello. He's the uh, lead level designer. So uh, if you have any questions or remarks on Fulda or Semmelberg, he is the guy to uh, to uh, harass. And can I just say that the tricks also did some of the uh, beta maps for Red Orchestra 2? Ooh. Red Orchestra, which one? The no, second uh, one. And the first one also, perhaps? Oostfront. Yeah. Ah. Zito Mir. Which is your favorite map in Red Orchestra that you made? Uh, Zitomir. Okay. It's pronounced Zitomir. Well, he it made was it. So, <laughs> Zitomir, was so, Zitomir was so much played, especially on Russian service. I really like the Cold Steel. What What do you think about everyone always voting Bridges? Uh, uh, yeah, Bridges of Lusina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I, have, uh, I have a history with that and uh, oh no no yeah it it's a great map but then again they have that that other bridges uh, that, that was later made it was more or less a copy the guy he make another bridges map that's I don't know what's name no I don't yeah, know hey hmm. yeah, once you hear the name you Okay, I believe you. Yeah, I think I think most of us are veterans from uh, Red Orchestra survivors. Uh, another question: are, are you having any plans on how this service will be hosted? Yeah, um, um, privately rented uh, our own service, so you can download the uh, server software and set it up on your own box. How customizable will they be? Very. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, we plan to make uh, as much as we can server optionable so uh, people can uh, can turn on or off uh, whatever they want. So we'll provide like a baseline for this is what the vision is for the game. But if you want to change something, if you want to, you know, switch off the HUD entirely, or if you want uh, even more hardcore realism or less hardcore realism, you can totally do that. So will you host a few servers and the people, players host the rest? Yeah, that's how it's gonna play out. So, uh, so yeah, we're using um, we're using ours at the moment, uh, Amazon Web Services to host our servers. So we could probably do something where it scales automatically if uh, if there's more servers needed. Um, that's one of the beauties of those things. But now Epic are coming out with those amazing sounding tools for for all this. Um, we might just make the whole thing uh, platform agnostic and uh, just see what they come up with. Um, since we're running on Unreal Engine 4, all these things will, will be something we can offer for free as well. So maybe maybe there's something coming out there, but 
we prefer that to give as many options to players as, as possible. So as much player choice as possible. Uh, so we're not going to dictate how you're going to play the game. Uh, you can you can you can disable all that stupid stuff if you want. I think it was Miskova River probably. There you go. That's the other map with the uh, with the bridge on it. Mm. Yeah, I think it was Miskova River. But that's all. It's all old time stuff. Edit <laughs> for new. Oh, did you? Uh... Hear uh, the reveal, by the way, of the two weapons. Uh, no, I just got home. Uh, we we spilled the beans on the Dardic and the Gyrojet, two crazy but also actual guns. I, I would say Spitfire uh, uh, spilled the beans on the Dardic. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, yeah. true. But no, no more beans for today, man. Better <laughs> <laughs> leave some for for tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll get too much gas. Now I'm thinking about uh, rations uh, with beans in them. Yeah. Back in uh, in Holland, we had uh, it was super coveted the uh, can with uh, beans and bacon, but it was it was actually pretty. Rare. That was because of the bacon. That was not because yeah. of the beans. Yeah, I think so too. And we had the ratatouille rice with chicken, which it you know it would make you vomit, but you wouldn't know it if you were eating it because it kind of sounds uh, sorry, it tastes the same. It was just. <laughs> are you talking about Dutch home cooking or your army no, MRE? The Russians. The Russians. Uh, yeah. We didn't have MREs. We had like a can <laughs> thingy you could open and a small box of uh, cocoa powder. And, uh, oh, you mean the food? Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have the bacon and beans one back uh, when you were in the army? We had, we had these cans of struik. The brand was struik ah. and that was all. They. Macaroni. So it's pasta. Yeah. The Drex uh, was you were in uh, in you were in the were you in the Fulda Gap in the no no, no Northern Germany. Northern Germany. Oh yeah, of course the the Dutch. In eighty seven, right? Eighty seven from uh, uh, August eighty seven until June. And uh, and tell us about the uh, the. Unhuman conditions they put you through. You said you had a an incident there, very serious incident in. That we ran out of beer. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? No, we ran out of beer in the company bar. That's it. That's the worst thing you could. Have. No, no, that was worse, you But it was not as. We never had an idea that some war would break out. Man. Yeah, I saw your picture with the Bob Marley on the uh, the barrack walls, and it seemed very relaxed. Yeah, it was. You could do what you want because in the Netherlands you have a you have so much freedom. You can you can choose what you want to do, and nobody forced you anything. So even in the army, they weren't they they didn't have any rules what you could hang on your. Can you share that picture with uh with the flag with the Dutch flag with the uh with the leaf on it? If you don't uh, mind, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a, it was a red, gold, and green. Uh, I'm actually uh, kind of jealous on how the rules have changed uh, when uh, when they disabled the draft. It, it was for, illegal for me to have an ironing iron in my uh, in my cabin. Could potentially be used as a weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything. You know, you could help. You could have your trenching tool, but not an ironing. But. Um, <laughs> 
But this freedom was you could hang on your wall what you want, you can do what you want, you can drink beer on your room wherever you want. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, 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 these 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 lockers piled out of beer, and then in the late when you in the weekends or such you could play cards with uh, with each other and, and drink beer. Each each building had had its own bar. And each building, I, yeah. <laughs> each building. I yes. just, I, I just have to say this for those that already listened to the previous podcast with the uh, 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 paratrooper uh, veteran, the uh, East German one. Um, they were told that like NATO was ready to get them. No, no, no. They were all just drinking beer <laughs> and, and, and putting stuff on the walls. That, that's <laughs> NATO for you. Exactly. Hey, was yeah, this but- talk of beer? Yeah, but the be- the benefit was you had a lot of freedom, but uh, we had a mix of, of educated guys. We had all range of the of the population in the Netherlands. So you have smart guys, well-educated guys, guys mm. who didn't want to learn. But the mix was was good. So uh, uh, on on maneuvers or exercises, which should believe me, these Americans didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> No, they oh, have shooting. They have they had shooting contests in on the Bergenhonen range and and on Langemanshof and, and other ranges, and they didn't have a chance because these Dutchers had a had a mix of educated people and not uh, a certain degree of the population, and 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 that really made the difference. That reminds me of a drill, uh, World War Games actually in the eighties, where uh, the Dutch diesel submarines. Uh, they were playing against the Americans and they beat them. They they mm-hmm. sunk a uh, fight tech ship. Uh, yeah, we sunk their aircraft ship. carrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a yeah aircraft carrier. Sorry, lost in translation. But and we had like two, maybe three diesel subs with the brownfish and. Um, let, let me look it up. It's the tuna. The, the... the brownfish was later. We were on board of that ferry. Yeah, yeah. That that was the brownfish one, right? Yeah, but it, it it got a lot of to do with the education level. Yeah, yeah, true. And and yeah, they could sing. They could sing well during marches. That that that's the that's the thing they did well marching and singing. But also very important. Yeah, but there's not there's not training. <laughs> I think you guys found a way to cheat. <laughs> Cheating. <laughs> It's it's interesting to hear because Sweden had a very similar system. Of course, I think most uh, European countries did, but uh, even that with the with the submarine, we we also had a a, a small Swedish submarine sink a U.S. Uh, aircraft carrier in a war game, which is pretty oh, wow. funny. It even made it into the news. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit of uh, well, I'm not going to say national pride, but it is pretty cool to. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the, the small guy beating beating the big guy. It's always fun. The guy, it was in uh, in 99, in an exercise in 99. Oh, damn it. I was just off it, almost. The, uh, Theodore Roosevelt got sunk by uh, by one of the uh, Baudersklasse uh, submarines. Uh, for us, it was, uh, I think, Ronald Reagan. Uh, aircraft carrier, if anyone knows it, yep, uh, was sank by the Gotland, which is a, a submarine. 
Nice. Oh, but they, 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 they weren't that smart often. These men. Yeah, it's it's a controversial subject, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Given no, our but yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but it's I don't yeah. Back then, the, yeah, the benefit we had, we could buy tax-free stuff on their basis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same here. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we drove to Bremenhaven. They had a huge base, and there you could buy all this tax-free stuff, even a car. But yeah, I didn't have enough money for that. But was that it was uh, possible. Uh, Hammerstein? I don't know. It was Bremenhaven. A huge, a huge. Even the the, the the traffic lights were American-styled. So we bring you cars across the damn ocean to sell to you, and you go around and just sink our aircraft carriers. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rude, man. It's rude. Hey, we, we pay you guys back in, uh, in, in torpedoes, right? That's the deal. <laughs> Those are expensive, indeed. Yeah. Watch, yeah, it, turns out, uh... it turns out they're American-made torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, returning it. We we don't have the receipt, I think. But... Yeah, yeah. When we return to sender, I bet they are British. They're Mark Mark forty eight torpedoes. Uh, Mark 47, uh, 46. <laughs> oh, hey, Jordan! I didn't even know you were here. I see. He just got here. And of course, of the 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 hairdressing of the Dutch soldiers was a, a subject for. Oh yes, I have photos. I have many photos of that. <laughs> Basically, hippies in uniform. <laughs> okay. I promise you, Drex, uh, when we release the full game for our release party, we will hire Sabrina to come and sing and dance for you. I hope she's still in her 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they could call me a necrophile. It's a, it's a, yeah. oh, god. oh god! It's the uh, it's the uh, second most uh, discussed topic uh, after uh, waffles versus pancakes is uh, Samantha Fox versus Sabrina, <laughs> and it's equally important. You have to edit this out, Anson. <laughs> Still pancakes. A guy, said, uh, a guy said the same on national TV when Patricia Pye was in the Playboy. She's an old Dutch singer. She was in her 60s and in the Playboy. And then there was a talk show where he and the Dutch comedian were there. And he was commenting on her age and the pictures. And he said, well, I have a friend. And he, he loves necrophilia. He loves the pictures. He said it on the national TV. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, God. Was it's pretty bad. You can say what you want here on the television everywhere. I, you know, something I find quite but, funny. But please don't. <laughs> I was, um, I was speaking to a uh, guy who was a reservist in the British Army uh, uh, around kind of late eighties, kind of uh, I think it was eighty six onwards, and we <laughs> we were just having this conversation about different things like uh, just kind of armament, uh, different stream reserves and stuff. And one thing that he just bring up is like, you know what? Net ah, oh, that's we were talking about 80s music, like what British soldiers would be listening to, like Wham, fucking um, the like Smiths. Uh, do then, do then. Yeah, Duran Duran. Uh, I think. I, I think. Mean, uh, but uh, also, you had already uh, um, uh, uh, Simple Minds and you too, but also that other IFCDs or and and Sabrina. 
but yeah, he he said to me, "Nena looks fucking great for her age." <laughs> Just completely out the blue. Nena, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she does. Yeah, like w without really saying anything, like she looks like pretty fucking identical as she did. Like, she hasn't aged at all. It, it is quite impressive. Like, how does she do it? Like, fuck all these, like, her 80s self is my crush. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Her and Joan Jett, I have to say. Aged fairly well. Yeah. Also, Alyssa uh, well, well, well. Soto from... Uh, uh, what movie was it again? Bond. So, uh... Oh, I was just gonna slightly change the topic if you want to uh, say something. I was about to uh, say, uh, do you guys have any more questions? Oh. Uh. Well, I'll ask again. Is there going to be an option for helmet covers? I wouldn't say. I'd say it's pretty much depending on whatever um, environment you, you're in. Um, if you're in a more woodland map, everything's going to be pretty uniform, not, not so much cosmetic. Yeah, there have been kind of some small debates on like what potential options may be because a lot of the stuff in the 80s was very uniform. Like there wasn't much variation, but there, there's been discussion on like maybe like foliage and stuff. But um, I'm not sure if you talked about it earlier, but uh, helmet covers are going to be one of the things in the uh, backer awards once we get our crowdfunding nice and good and going and hip. Yeah, but there's one, uh, there's no customization, but uh, one thing everybody can change if uh, strictly necessary is uh, getting in your MC. Yep. Technically, that covers as a helmet cover as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I'd give some examples, but <laughs> I only have from the Swedish army, and Swedish army is, uh, of course, not in Cold War, so. Yeah, they're always cold. <laughs> so since it is that time, it was always the lukewarm war. <laughs> so uh, we always have a pissing it down with rain war. Oh yeah. I bet it's raining there right now. You I bet it's raining English there right bastard. now. You <laughs> English bastard. Uh, it was raining earlier. It was absolutely fucking tipping it down earlier, but stop now. So that's well, nice. There well, there you go. <laughs> So, uh, since it is that time of year, how many of you have bought new kit or added to your current kits? Oh, you know I always am. Oh, of course. I, uh, Still paying I, off that backlist. I've, <laughs> I've dropped way too much money in the last few weeks. I'm paid off. I, I am fully paid off now. I'm, I'm good to go. Still waiting on packages. <laughs> But I'm, I'm gonna start the new year fresh and go into debt slowly, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey there, everyone. Just... Hello there, dude. I just bought a lot of my 82nd Airborne and Grenada kit. So it's actually my first ever NATO kit. I've never done anything other than. Uh, I, I, I gotta say anything other than. I, I do North Korean and like pretty much. I do several Soviet kits and Russian kits, but yeah, it's my first NATO kit. I actually, um, I just got uh, something from Sebastian. Um, he sent me uh, some Danish civil defense stuff. 
so we had, we had been talking about, because um, I had asked him if he had served, and then he's like, uh, he had served in the Danish civil defense. And so, you know, of course, as soon as I learned that, I had to harass him uh, with multitudes of questions. Um, <laughs> Badgering the badger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then he's just like, you know, the stuff's pretty cheap. You want me to send you it? And it's just kind of like, you know, it was awesome. So uh, I got that recently. It all fit perfectly. And uh, I have a Danish civil defense impression now. So when when it does escalate, uh, I will be there to clean the rebel. <laughs> Sebastian, <laughs> stop feeding his addiction. Yeah, man. <laughs> it, it's just, it's... And he, he sent me more toilet paper for my collection. That was exciting. Uh, Danish <laughs> civil defense toilet paper. So I've got original oh. 1985 issue toilet. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's great. Um, also, and I also, also got. Go ahead. Also original 1985 used toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I draw the line on when it comes to used toilet paper. I'm gonna. But do you draw use the line at used handkerchief? That's true. Yeah, you got the used handkerchief when not toilet paper. Yeah. But there's, there's, I have. Let's face it, you don't have any standards, do you? <laughs> well, you, I can... you would take it. You would Obviously, take it. I'm a hoarder. So no, um, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but in the research group, there's a guy, Mike Morris, uh, who's helped out several times. He's an '80s vet. Um. He actually sent me he uh, a long time ago, like several months ago. I had mentioned that I needed a Swiss helmet to finish or almost finish my Swiss impression, 80s impression. Uh, and then the other day he was like, you know, send me your address, and I was like, um, okay. And he, he's like, I had I had this helmet just sitting in the garage, and I figured I'd send it to a new home. Um, but he didn't just send the helmet. No, no, no. He also sent what when I opened it, I was kind of confused. It's a roll of toilet paper, and he, he thought it was funny, but he was like, he had found it in his Alice pack. It was from 1988, um, and it has the cardboard tube ta taken out and folded down. He's like, we used to put those in Ziploc bags and stuff them in our Alice pack. So I have, for the record, Sebastian, three vintage rolls of toilet now, paper now. Uh, from no three different countries? Exactly. I have East oh, German. Oh, boy. I have Danish and I have US. Um, but didn't you have three you were, roles right? of the East Germans? Well, stuff? yes. So technically, I have five. <laughs> um, I have, yeah. Well, I only wanted one roll of East German toilet paper, but he only sold them in packs of three. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Just say no. Uh, <laughs> was I supposed to say no to the East yeah. German bog roll? Exactly. <laughs> Just just like when I got the Danish lot, you know, when I when I was going through the pockets and there was the used handkerchief. Yeah, I put it back. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it again, but am I supposed to just throw it away? No. <laughs> Is these German toilet paper that uh, sandpaper like stuff? It's the stuff where I'd rather kill myself than use it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, after, after three weeks in the field, you might need to use it though. We're still something because of its sandpapery qualities. But you might be eyeing up the poison ivy instead. <laughs> here's an here's an existential thought for you. Uh, once you um, once you uh, are not here anymore, Fallout, uh, somebody's gonna have to clean out your stuff, and they will be wondering why did Grandpa collect all this toilet paper? What was he up to? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Some a very detailed shit. list of everything with a very detailed description of everything because my biggest fear is that I'm gonna get this most imp I'm I'm 21 I just turned 21 earlier this month and 
I have already a pretty amazing collection because this stuff's cheap and common. Cold War, you know, it, it for a long time was unappreciated. It's starting to get appreciated, so I'm trying to speed up and buy all the stuff that I haven't gotten yet. I, I'm, go I'm not going to stop until I get every, every European and every NATO and Warsaw Pact country. And I'm already getting close to being done with that. So, and I have a Syrian uniform. Uh, my friend has a, a, a Vietnamese 80s helmet he wants to sell me. Like, I'm going to expand. It's going to happen. By the time I'm 40, I want to have every nation done from the 80s. When, when it comes time that I'm going to die, the last thing I want is for my family to just be like, Oh, God, now we have to clean out his all his shit. <laughs> God, and then just throw it away. Listen, listen, it's gonna be donated and it's gonna be detailed and it's 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 gonna be it's gonna historically live on So Sebastian in the future when only three rolls of East German toilet paper survive 200 years from now They're the people who go to the museum to see that they're gonna be like wow. I'm what kind of loser saved that Not being funny, but you could probably create your own museum like with the fucking collections you have you better uh, hurry up before all the Yugoslavian toilet paper toilet papers got cuz that was some <laughs> I that's haven't some found extra source, um but but that's you know some... if you if you can link me I I will buy it I I, I will that that stuff was uh, extra sandpaper I'm pretty sure you could use it as sandpaper if you really had to <laughs> it, it was also known as 80 grit toilet paper <laughs> yeah in, in so. the souvenir shop of his museum you can buy reproductions of his toilet paper <laughs> but I, I don't wanna, i don't want to be around when they make reproductions of 80s toilet paper i don't want to happen have you have tested all the toilet paper you toiletries already you can still <laughs> buy it at the, you can still buy 80 toilet paper at the aldi <laughs> but Lucas, you know uh, Steve nineteen eighty nine, right? With the Emery, um, nice uh, Emery reviews. You should nice. do that with uh, like eighties toilet paper. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> reviews. This is how to properly apply. This <laughs> week, I'll, I'll I'll give it consideration. Um, nice you know, I, I like Steve. He's awesome, man. Um, but I'm still. It's just so. When he gets really rare rations, like the Norwegian one or whatever, where I just want one to put in my pack, and then he opens them and it's like, damn it. It's like, I don't know. It's awesome, because I like to see what's inside him, but then it's like, well, he just opened it, right? It's no longer But the good thing is that he always does it, like, extremely, like, you can taste Steve's videos. Oh, like, yeah. They're that good and that in-depth. Like, I have not had, like, any sort of old ration packs, but I feel like oh, I have yeah. just and I like through his video. He takes care of them when he goes to. He doesn't just, like, you know, open them and yeah. just store them. He actually tries to preserve the packaging oh. as much as physically yeah. possible. Yeah. Let's put this out yeah. of tree. Yeah. He'll even oh, go. just getting ready to say he'll, that. He beat me. He'll even go. He'll even go. That's half, of, that's half of this biscuit left. I'm, I'm not going to eat all of it. I'm just going to put it back. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just going to put it back. I probably shouldn't yeah. eat more of this. Yeah, there's still a little bit left. I'm going to put it back in the pack. I'm going to save it for later. I'm going to save it for prosperity. Somebody might find half of this biscuit. <laughs> he's amazing. I love him. I love him to bits. He's amazing. Yeah. And what I think what he's I think what he's doing is actually super important. I mean, instead of just this stuff sitting in a shelf behind glass, he's preserved um you know, he, he's opened it and we can all see it and, and the videos will be there forever. And I think that's much more valuable than actually keeping them intact. I had a very like surreal experience. I'm in, I'm in college right now, but I was walking through my hall 
to where my dorm where my dorm was and I had never met any of these people before and I walk I look into this one room and I see about 10 or f 10 or maybe 15 people just gathered around like a monitor screen it, it essentially and, and it was it was guys and girls just all gathered around this monitor and they were all watching Steve MRE and they were all watching one of his nice. videos. Nice. Wow. <laughs> and I never met any of these people before. I was like, I love you guys. <laughs> what you should do if you haven't watched that video is watch Steve MRE's Croatian MRE video where he just melts at how tasty it is apparently. <laughs> Which, the most ridiculous thing is that it's the MRE is made out of things you can just buy at the store. It's just a can. Yeah, <laughs> it's a like, uh, 2015 one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like the um, Italian 24-hour um, ration as well. The, what was the ones with the uh, squid and ink? Yeah, I think I think. <gasps> Which one? Yeah, pretty. No, it was Spanish, wasn't it? Yeah, Spanish, Spanish, it was Spanish. Yeah, Spanish okay. ration. Uh, there was also uh, the uh, Bundeswehr one from the uh, it was either 60s or 70s with the um, chocolate bar that he found that was amazing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I had nice. um... one of my I was gonna say one of my favorite ones was just you know the absolute madman of like here's some beef pemmican from the Boer War. Let's see <laughs> if I can find any edible stuff left in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I've actually uh, opened. Um, I've had C rations and uh, MREs, vintage MREs, but I remember most of it sucking, obviously. Uh, I remember the gum, the, the, the like really old chiclets uh, gum in the little like little box. It was like two pieces. I remember that like when you chewed it, it just turned to powder, but then as you chewed it, it started to turn back into gum. It was actually pretty good, surprisingly. Uh, and I remember the hot chocolate and the C ration being good. Um, most of the rest was not very good. So when he when he eats it and he's like, wow, this is surprisingly really good. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, an, I'm a picky eater, so I'm not good at doing that stuff. I just do it out of interest. I had a, I had a USMRE a while back and it's the weirdest combo ever. It was a minced meat that they called a sausage, but it was in maple syrup. And the meat was basically cat food or dog food. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and the, How dare and the, you? And the other thing, and the maple syrup mix just made it super, super <laughs> horrific. And I can eat pretty much anything. And I, I don't. I'm not a picky eater at all. Like I don't care how. Like I can eat it. I don't care. But this, I couldn't. I couldn't eat more than two bites. I felt like I was gonna puke if I kept eating it. I, I feel like they added the maple syrup just to make it palatable. But... <laughs> they made it worse. Yeah, it's just... an oh. expert on hey, hey, maple syrup never makes anything worse. Like the other things in the Emery, like the there was the instant mix with powdered milk and like cornflakes, whatever. That was pretty good. And like there was a muffin top, and that was okay. But th that just so-called so main course was just horrible. They have a I know. Sea uh, um... rations, and uh, I think they're D units, but the cheese cans in them are leaking, and it's from like 1978, and yeah, it smells pretty damn bad. I gotta find a way to drain them or something. So there is um a special can opener you can get that like cuts around the rim, and then you can empty it out and like glue it back on, and it should look decent. 
Um, to use the trusty P38. Yeah, but then it's harder to attach, reattach the lid. You know what I mean? Well, if I cut a, it's like liquefied, so if I cut a hole in the bottom, they should all drain out. And then it's, it's, I don't even know. It smells horrible though. Yeah, I had, a, I got a full case of sea rations a long time ago, and almost all of them were leaking, which explains why I got it for twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, uh, the the, uh, I, the rest I of the cans are fine. It's just this yeah. cheese that's leaking. Like, do you like I? Uh, is it? Do you have a full box or just like an individual meal? No, it's a, it's a one of the crates, and it's got about five or six individuals in. Oh, I gotcha. And then it's got a couple like open individuals, just like some cans and stuff like that. And yeah, rations. I, I love collecting rations, but they're so. I, I mean, not scary, but they make me nervous just because, you know, if they're full, you know they're eventually going to leak or bloat or whatever. So when they're, like, perfect condition, you want to empty them so that the cans stay good. But at the same time, when you open them to empty them, you're afraid you might... Damn, ah, it's just a pain in the ass. You I might die those. from yes. the guts. Yeah, I opened... Um, I opened... I got two... And I don't know if, you, if any of you watched the Steve video, but he did. And I actually bought them before he did, so, you know... Not that that Good means stuff. anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I bought two Yugoslavian SDO ration packs from 1990. Um, and they, they both were good, except they, 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 there was these, like, I think they're bonbons. They're orange things. And they had, like, liquefied and stuck to everything. But they smelled really good. <laughs> I think that's the... I think that was, like, drink mix. That The drink mix is fine. The, uh, the bar, the little, like, bar that was, like, a fruit one. I didn't open mine, but in Steve's they're like black and hard. I, I mine are just like that, except you know. I had a Yuga Repro once, and I think that was like I I don't even know what the hell it was. It was like I, that orange bar you're talking about, but I thought it was like yeah, drink yeah. mix or something. I didn't know what the yeah. hell it was. Oh, <laughs> um, this there's this guy who messaged me on Facebook. I follow. Uh, I talked to him a few times. He makes reproductions of the Yugo SDO rations, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool, I might get one. He's like, for you, I'll do a special deal. I'll send you all six meals for $600 free shipping. I was like, how about you fuck off? Yeah, that's <laughs> $600 <laughs> for six fake rations. There's no way in hell I would ever do that. I think I paid, I think I paid $100 total with shipping for two originals, and a field stuff. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Honestly, you could just order uh, Yugoslavia, or I mean Serbian or Croatian stuff from a from a store that like I don't know someone has to import that stuff to the U.S. and just buy that and put it in a ration and will be close enough because usually that's it. They just took a. There's companies that made food, so they just made them repackage it. They just made repackaging for the for the army. So that's yeah. pretty. Yeah. Probably take the labels. I mean, that's what, like, uh, well, I'm they sorry. Were, they didn't even have special labels. They were just in original civilian cans. And yeah, I mean, that's all, that the, that's all that the, uh, like, the 1989, like, corned beef hash is. It's just Hormel, like, corned beef hash, but they threw it in a retort pouch. There's no difference. Yeah, yeah like, a lot of countries do that with MREs. Yeah, for example, if you want the trail mix, just, uh, or not trail mix, if you want the drink mix, just buy like it has to be in the u.s because it's pretty kind of famous drink mix in in the balkans and it's pretty it's very tasty it's called seda vita and just get that and there you go there's your <laughs> original yugoslavian drink mix <laughs> yeah um speaking of rations just a slight off topic uh, i was talking to a swiss guy and he was like 
He's like, oh, we didn't have rations. I was like, oh, you didn't? He's like, I was like, what do you have? He's like, well, usually what they do is they just give us food before we went out and we just cook it. Uh, he was like, this one time they used, they gave us uh, steaks wrapped in this, you know, bakers in the brown paper, whatever. Butcher And paper, they cooked it out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, butcher. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but they, he's like, they just had steaks and they took them out and cooked them. Swiss, Swiss. They're getting yeah. four course meals. Yeah. <laughs> that exercise. is really comfy. You're just sitting there with your STG 57, you know, on the side of a mountain, you know, just cooking a steak. Yeah. It is like <laughs> maximum <laughs> comfy right there. They had to eat yeah. that raw no, when they Swiss. weren't allowed to light the fire. Weeks worth of rations, just like an entire fucking deer carcass. Yeah, it just sounds fucking nice. <laughs> just, just grilling them on your on your uh, uh, entrenchment tools. Yeah, you, <laughs> what you gotta do is you, you wrap them around your barrel, and then you shoot a lot. <laughs> and know many of you men have never opened Chardonnay on the fire. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I. Uh... I got a bunch of Swiss stuff. The you know the the reddish camo, the Alpenflage that's everyone thinks looks really cool, but also super ineffective. It yeah, I got um, a full set of that. I had I've had it for a while. I got the helmet cover for the helmet that I got gifted, um, and they didn't they didn't use webbing. They had a, a belt, and they'd have their gas mask in the bag on the side, and that's it. Everything else was in the pockets. Which um, honestly, I think that's almost a better situation that it's, it, it's like, i thought it was going to be itself. horrible but it's surprisingly not that yeah, bad i've almost nice. got all the original contents i had the the mess kit the canteen the the shoe yeah. polishing kit and weapon cleaning kit all of it jealous. And the jackets uh yeah it's actually not that hard to uh to do or to get um, yeah their surplus is easy to find you can just find it for like 15 yeah. bucks a oh, yeah. it's not bad i'm more of a weapons guy personally that's my thing i like guns and I'm the opposite. I just, I don't know. I, I know eventually I will start getting guns, right? But once, when it comes to that, you know, they're they're more expensive and it, it's just, oh God, I don't want to go down that road, man. I don't want to- Yeah, 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 yeah like well not, come down, come down come the down, road. Down come down the, the road of the 74. <laughs> hey man, there's no background checks for... on toilet paper. Have you heard of the word yeah. of the 74? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get ready for a second or a third mortgage, right? Yeah, I have to bring up my. I have to talk about my text. I have to bring up my inner text in here. Just talk about guns and stuff. Just kind of mortgage the whole house for a case of five, four, five. Yes. Oh my god, dude, it's so bad now. Seven and six has gone through the roof. It's like two fifty a can for like hundred and like thousand eighty rounds. It's rough. It's rough now. Mm. But I like my bakes. I'll keep my bake alight. Makes me very nice. comfy. Bakelite mags are getting so expensive. Yeah, they're getting bad now. There's, you can find them online. Yeah, there yeah, was this uh, Russian guy that was selling like four for a hundred bucks. Shit. Yeah, that's. Oh, I saw that yeah, on uh, Red Alliance. Yeah. I mean, I stick to like, uh, if you want like cheap mags, I'm just going to bring this in. AK Files. Definitely a good site to use. AK for, Files? Uh, yeah, just for finding oh, good oh, deals oh, on guns. Already? Yeah. AK Files, Gun Broker, if you guys want that, but I don't know if you want to go down that road that deeply, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, in, in 10 years, once I've, you know, done every impression ever, uh, I'll probably start going after weapons. I'll well, hey, you want to get that, uh, that Polytech, like, Type 56 with the spike bayonet before they're like $10,000, so you can really complete that uh, NVA kit. The issue is, is when you have 
an impression with a piece of equipment that's really fucking common, but nobody's selling it. Yeah. Does anyone have... Okay, you know, I just I just ran into something similar to that. You know, okay, so I'm sure all of you who collect surplus are familiar because these were everywhere. The Swiss, not the Swiss, the Czech sleeping bags, the, the three-piece with the... With the oh, button yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember how common those used to be? They were fucking everywhere. Every single time there's something common. I'm like, oh, I'll just buy it later. It's gone. I it's never looked gone. into them before they actually, like, because I remember They're... you're the one who told me that they used to be so cheap, and I looked one up. I was yeah. like, God, those are fucking expensive. I can't, I couldn't find them. I couldn't find them anywhere. And I finally found this guy who had three. But then I tried to order on the site, and he's like, you know, um, uh, we don't, uh, we, we, we don't do orders. It was it was $30, and I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, and he's like, we don't do orders less than 50. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I look around on his site, and the rest of it's just stupid camping and hunting shit. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want this. Will you just make a deal? He's like, fine. I'll make a special deal for you since I haven't had a customer in a while. And okay, already, red bells. No uh, okay. fudge shit allowed. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, he's, he's like, oh, and my PayPal doesn't work. I'm like, oh, God, this is, you know, his PayPal doesn't work. That's a thing. Big sketch. Um, um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sketchy. I was super nervous. Uh, so I went. I went to the. I went to the. Uh, what was it? I went to. Uh, what's it called? Whatever. It's. It's like Walgreens. What are they? The other. Wal it doesn't matter. Screw it. Kroger. Kroger. CVS. No, no. CVS. Thank you. CVS. Uh, and I got like a prepaid card, and I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna bite the bullet since I can't find one anywhere else. If I get scammed out of 50 bucks, it was like it ended up being 50 with shipping, but that didn't count. It had to be 50 the item itself. But anyways, he agreed. I was like, I'm gonna bite the bullet. If I lose 50 bucks, I lose 50 bucks. I'll hate myself forever. That's cool. Uh, it arrived like two days ago. Everything went fine. It, it went fine. So you know, but I wasn't. I wasn't gonna give him my credit card or debit card number. Yeah, that's Period. crazy. That was not gonna happen. Yeah. Well, I did find out something good. I found out I have a SWAT PGAST helmet that's just been sitting in my closet for probably about 10 years. And it's, uh, uh, I have to go. Yeah, it's black and it's marked 85. So nice. Devil's Lake. Yeah, so I'm oh. I'm set. So I was really worried. I thought I was going to have to blow out another 100 bucks for a helmet. And uh, not. Nah, I was just cleaning out my closet. I was reorganizing my... Uh, just stuff my Soviet Type 2 chest rig and a bunch of other crap that's just been sitting in there for a while, and I just came across that. And it was all you dusty. I had to... Authentic chicken wing gear. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you collect Soviet, yeah? A little bit, yeah. But uh, I'm just a gunman myself. But yeah, yeah, I did go... I tried to go and just full, full you and just go the whole route. And I got a suit M69 lying around somewhere i gotta go dig around but uh yeah i just started collecting and uh i just threw down like 100 bucks for a nice suit and it's it's pretty comfortable good how many how many of y'all are planning on coming to red divide maybe <laughs> maybe i will throw it out there i might it's gonna be it's gonna be big i don't know if i told you all but um oxide and i are making a video at this, so yeah. that is pretty oh, comfy. What's this Real Red Divide? <laughs> Speaking of uh, Red Divide, uh, you can just have like a 74 and just throw a blank fire adapter and just yeah. If you've got a, if if you've got an AKS 74, you just get the I no. If you need a blank adapter, I can get you one. No, I got one. I got one. Oh, okay, cool. I got one. I have a 70. Yeah, I have a 74N and well, it's an SGL 31, but we'll skip that. And then I just have an AKS 74 I built out of a parts kit, just like there, there will be a uh, there will be a Bfong MG 53 there. That uh, makes me pretty moist. Yes. Is, is Red Divide some event in the in the US? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a Cold War gone hot uh, tactical 
event in uh, North Carolina. So. Similar to uh, East Wind, if you've ever heard of yeah. that before. No. A lot of people look, see like the old um, East Wind forums and all yeah. the impressions are, all the East Wind in, like information, and then get referred to Red Devil. I actually joined my group like a few months after they went to East Wind, so I was pretty upset. But it was a yeah, so it, that was a, it was a nine-day uh, tactical reenactment. So hang on, hang on, try and try and try and describe one of these events from the top. What's going on and and who's so, there and what? I attended Red Divide uh, one and two. Uh, this is Red Divide three, the third part of the part of the event. But basically. If you look on my YouTube, my personal YouTube channel, which I can put the link to after this, it's essentially, so you get there and uh, you start out with a briefing. So our friend Vince, who you saw is our, was our US uh, model for the photo shoot. Uh, he's the Papa Shook or like the, 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 I guess it'd be like a platoon leader or like a commander of sorts. He basically gives you the rundown and essentially it takes place in Yugoslavia. Uh... NATO's trying to intervene and and to, to make a long story short, create a democracy in Yugoslavia after kind of like an uprising. Uh, and the Soviets are like, no, we're not going to let that happen. So it's 82nd Airborne, 1983, uh, like uh, uh, Grenada paratroopers and then uh, Soviet Afghan 1987 Operation Magistral. Uh, the, the event takes place in 1986. And it's, so it's paratrooper versus paratrooper, and then East German, uh, and then, uh, Bundeswehr. So, um, fantastic event. It basically starts out, there's, there's patrols, you know, all the, you know, sections between each, sections in each side are communicating with each other with their radios. We have, like, Prick 77s and Soviet radios and everything for each side. Um, we have very, very strict kit guidelines as to what you're wearing and what weapons you're using. Um, as far as like food, uh, rations, um, it's pretty lax. Usually people get like quote unquote C rations, which are just canned food from your grocery store with the ra labels ripped off just cause like, you know, you want to be able to eat and you want to be able to stay up and, um, you know, keep your energy up and then, um, but uh, there's also, during engagements, there's surrendering, and you can take prisoners. Um, and it's airsoft and blank fires, so you'll see people with using blank fire weapons and airsoft, which I think is a great mix, because you get some people with full blank fire events don't like to call their hits, and they like to act like they're they're not dead. But with airsoft, you can kind of get a more better understanding or a better idea of, oh, I shot that guy, so he's probably dead, or oh, I got hit, I'm dead. Um, and then just lots of you know night engagements there's nothing there's nothing like it just being up in the middle of the night and just seeing muzzle flashes and pyro devices going off like pea grenades and stuff and it's 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 magical it's it's an amazing experience and if you can and if you're in the area i highly and you have a kid uh i highly suggest you come out we also have people there who are able to kit someone out if they don't have a, a certain part of their uniform or they don't have a uniform at all I'm going as Soviet. They're gonna be a lot. Yeah, I'm. I'm just building my grenade kit because um, I've been meaning. I've been meaning to do it for a while, and I've. I really enjoy. It's near Fort Bragg, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very close to Fort Bragg. 
Yeah, I I wanna I wanna go. I'll probably go to not this one, but the next one. Sounds yeah. badass. I might that show up awesome. then. Yeah, that actually doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, entry entry the the ticket for an entry is sixty bucks, I believe, or less than that. Oh yeah, it's a full week full weekend pass, so it's definitely a good price. Yeah, that sounds badass. So get what's, for a night. what's the difference between Red Divide and the East Wind? East Wind is a part of the Red Alliance. They're a completely different group from us. We're no, with no. Southern. East Wind was not Red Alliance. A lot of the guys from East Wind were on Red Alliance, but it was not. Uh, oh, was Red it Alliance not a part had... of them? Red Alliance was um, out in. Most of the members were British. Or not most of the members, but a lot of. I, I think they went to uh, the British event, the Soviet Afghan, several times. But either way. Um, no, they were not. Uh, they actually Operation Eastwind had their own form. I was pretty close to all the members, just never made it uh, because the the time I reached 18 was the same year as their last event. Uh, I turned 18 later that year, so mm. didn't get to make it. Reminds me, uh, reminds me of uh, this uh, massive lab uh, I was uh, in uh, ages ago, and it was like uh, for a week, 24 hours a day, and people would kidnap each other from uh, their apartments <laughs> in the middle of the night, and we, and and it was stopped by the police when when they when they sent out the SWAT team the second time, they they finally shut it down. But uh, one of the things that was really cool, um, they spent a lot of money on this, uh, was that. Um, uh, the the Nazis, the Nazis, they, they, there was like a Nazi cult. Uh, they could, they would win the game if they resurrected Hitler, and they could do that if they found Hitler's ashes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, a product to Wolfenstein. So the uh, so the uh, so the Russian mafia guys playing the Russian Russian mafia they um they had sold this uh, canister that obtained with ashes in it to the to uh, uh, to to someone. No, hang on. What happened was they had sold the blueprints. Uh, for where to for the Nazis where to find the the, the ashes Hitler's ashes there we go and uh, it was a drawing of a submarine with a red cross on it and uh, these guys thought there's a submarine in Copenhagen Harbor Soviet submarine it must be there let's go out there so they they, they drove out there and they got into the sub uh, and they had the people that had the sub in on the whole thing and they rummaged around that submarine for hours and not finding <laughs> it they could not find it so they were like oh, all right fuck it let's just sell these blueprints to like Greenpeace or whoever and get in buy some guns for them and then fight the police so that's what they did and the and and these uh, green guys they they looked at that went down to the sub and rummaged around and one of them said you know guys it has to be on the outside it's not inside and he was a, a diver he got down at home got his kid out jumped in the harbor and outside on a fucking magnet on the sub was the canister with the with the ashes hitler's ashes in it oh <laughs> and it, was, nice. it was amazing that's a that's a great story. I have I have some I have a funny story from Red Divide Two. I was in a barn and I was the I was the assistant machine gunner for like the uh, PKM. I was just kind of like standing there getting ammo for him. And Brandon Palladino, if you guys know him, he runs Southern Front events. He was the he was the leader of the 82nd. And they're completely surrounding a barn that I'm in and I'm and I'm like panicking I'm like oh my god there's like 10 of them outside and I'm <laughs> it's me and this me and this other guy and a couple other guys alone and I just hear I hear a I hear like a they're getting they're getting something ready and they're kind of like quiet and they're like all right frag it and I'm like oh shit so I turn around and I see about three feet from my head some one of them throws a pea grenade which is like a it's like a little airsoft grenade with like a little firework and it lands about literally in between my legs and I'm like oh my god 
and it blows up right under my feet, like right under me, up into my like, up into my body, and I'm like, oh my god, and I can't hear because I'm in this like tight little room. And all of them come in, and they've got their they've got their angled flashlights, and they're like breaching the room, and they're looking for, it, and they've got like the red lights on. It was like it's just absolutely amazing. And uh, if you guys, if any of you who are interested in coming, if you want to like PM me, and I can I can send you the information for that. Nice. Nice. It's something I'd love to do, but I'd have to get an airborne kit first on my stuff's infantry. Yeah. If you wanna, you can probably use mine. If you want, I mean, how 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 big are you? Uh, medium, medium regular. Yeah, that's 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 my size. If you wanna use my kit, you're more than welcome. Well, I've got. I mean, I have plenty of U.S. stuff. I just don't have you know the paratrooper specific gear like a paratrooper helmet or anything. Right. And I mean, I've got a lot of Soviet stuff. Yeah. Small well, boys. Um... We need more Soviets yeah. than than airborne because there's going to be a lot of airborne or uh, 82nd guys. I've got Soviet, but it's all motor rifles as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a 6 I'd have to get, get some more. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, I go to bed, so I have a good day. Uh, uh, see you, see you, man. Good night, my On that note, uh, we probably need to start wrapping things up. We before, didn't do before before you end this, we're gonna have to yeah. redo the outro. Waffles or pancakes? We have you can't. They can't be possible. Oh around. shit! Yeah, oh, fight oh, a boss. Let's do it. I was literally thinking the same thing, Peter. We need a red bucket. We, we need also a need an 80s reference. Okay, okay. What we're gonna do is we're gonna ask all of you waffle or pancake, and then we're gonna have someone give us the 80s reference. The best one wins. How about that? Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Peter, go ahead and do the famous. Huh. Waffles or pancakes? What do you think? Oh, what is? Oh, speed oh, up, oh, man! Oh, Stay oh, caught oh. up, man! All right. Before I was a neutral guy, but I couldn't decide between either. But I have to say, I'm a waffle guy now. He's a real man. Yeah. He, <laughs> Very sad. Very sad. I picked the side. I would say the army that introduces waffles and fried chicken with syrup in the MREs will conquer the world. So like a Canadian KFC. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody's gonna fight them. Everybody's gonna want to be their buddies, right? You're all forgetting the third <laughs> option. Ow. Ow. Fairy, what 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 are you? Canned I'm a, I'm bread. A I'm a pancake guy, man. Ugh. I know, right? I, I I'm the devil incarnate. No, I gotta have gotta have a pancake with some nice bacon on it and some nice oh. cheese. Mm. But, but why would Jeez. you have savory pancake? Why not? Needs to be nice and sweet. Uh, Andy, where do you, where do you sit? Say again. <clears throat> Waffles or pancakes? What, what do you pick? Sorry for that noise. Pancakes. Okay. My right. butt. Uh, uh, Nader? I like pancakes. I make my own pancakes. They're protein pancakes. Acceptable <laughs> From the choice, brothers. The mancakes. Leon? Well, I'm gonna be a hipster because I'm gonna say crepes because I don't. That's what I usually. It's, it's basically. Well, you, you can't. That counts as pancakes. Yeah, it's it's can. That's pancakes. Because that's oh, the same it's, kind of. It's pancakes. a really thin like. pancake. That's all like. Yeah. It, it's what we call pancakes. Yeah, it is true. We got mm -hmm. a crepe. Anton? Oh, crap, mate. 
you can't say crap in a British accent without sounding sensible. Oi, mate, can I have some crepes? <laughs> Where's your crepe right. license? Drug, you have your you license have crepes, mate. You also have to be uh, careful about ordering bread in Scotland. Fuck out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anton? Boys, you already know, I gotta go with the pancakes. How did this happen? How did we get outnumbered? How did this happen? This is not fair. Okay. They so speak the truth. Let you just be. you just never ask the other side. The things are a crazy bunch. Juliano. Juliano. Uh, he's muted. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you didn't ask me. Oh, you you have already you? made your opinion. What's the pancake? Thing, thing okay. is. Okay, Jordan. Where do you sit? I. Again. I, I said before that both are good in their right context, but I was forced to make an on-the-spot decision. You do. And my decision has flipped. I'm I I'm calling myself one of them pancake boys now. You could consider it, me a defector. It's only because so where's feel... your pancake? Where's your waffle to pancake switching license? Juliano <laughs> 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 also says pancakes. I'm, I'm sorry, I have to. I can't not talk to you in a British accent. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Sebastian, it makes you're me already. Feel the you're, you're Team Waffle, right, Sebastian? Absolutely. Okay, man of culture. That's good. Uh, uh, Arvid. Okay. Well, I gotta say, waffles. It's in the family, man. Like. You get a you get a heart heart flavor sorry heart formed waffle in the summer. That's Ooh. just happiness. Big feel. This guy this guy it's knows. I like you. You're cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, full the gap. Oh man, this I, I dreaded the moment this would come. Um, I would probably have to vote out of those two waffles. There we go. Look at this. We've we've got waffle fans. I I mean delicious we waffles. Them. Now, the game option, has been auto-balanced. <laughs> if it was an option, I'd go full weeaboo and say uh, French toast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Eh, well, you see, that weeaboo. See, the problem is, is that you guys, you know, you don't understand the game of pick pick between these two. Because, I know, but you know, I said that's, <laughs> that's why I picked, I picked Waffle out of those two. Yes, you did good. You did good. I, uh, uh, people ask about French toast and crepes, and that's just, it's just not how it works. Okay, uh, Blizzard Pop. You know, I spent a lot of sleepless nights thinking about this, and uh, I have to say, Waffle. There we go. Hey, Look at all that. right. What about you? Uh, I have actually never tried the thing you consider waffles, because, well, here we have some different things named those. Well, you so... should just trust us in saying that it's almost substantially better well i wouldn't say substantially but slightly better than a pancake don't let them peer yeah no i'll still go for pancakes because i haven't tried waffles at all okay all right hey, all right get together i'll make you guys my protein pancake <laughs> i'm gonna hold you to it i'm gonna hold you to that just so you know when, protein when, whenever, whenever we all meet up all the devs meet up you're gonna you're gonna cook us all uh pancakes and it, it, they better be amazing. Oh yeah. They're amazing or you throw them in? Uh, uh, Tex, where, where do you sit on this situation? And I have a feeling I already know what your what your decision is, but 
This goes against my inner like southern traditions, but I'm a I'm a pancake man myself. I uh, you gotta throw some cinnamon sugar in the batter too. You know, makes it a little bit better. Gotta always use maple syrup. No other, you know, like Aunt Jemima is. It has to be decent syrup. You can't screw it up. <laughs> throw it on your hand. With all that stuff going on, you're almost in waffle territory. Nieta, it is not waffle. With all that stuff going on, you're almost in waffle territory. All right, uh, last, uh, Freddy Claus. Well, pancakes are just waffles for uncultured men. Pan uh, waffles are superior. There we go. <laughs> well, there we go. So what's the total tally here? Are we even or did Waffles actually uh, get defeated today? I think I think Waffles wins, yeah? Or is yeah. my counting off? Yeah, we win. We win. There we go. Hurrah! We are simply <laughs> better trained. It takes more finesse to create a pancake. No. No. Pancakes fucking not even round half the time. They're just Nieta! Do not speak Wa Waffles got that, that nice texture to it. It's nice and bearing uh, wrinkles. I think All those right. uh, heart-shaped uh, waffles win over both an uh, ordinary square waffles and round uh, circular pancakes. Heart-shaped waffles win. Uh, I think I prefer my I, I prefer my uh, waffles to be nerve agent flavored. <laughs> I like forbidden tuna personally. The forbidden. I'm all tuna. on board for the forbidden tuna. <laughs> I, 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 that stuff, man. It's good stuff. The outro should be: Do not eat the forbidden tuna. Yes. Plus, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with that. All, all right, right, Peter. I guess we're gonna okay. wrap it up. Go ahead and do the outro. This has been the Escalation 1985 podcast. We're a small indie team trying to make the Cold War gun pot, but we need your help. Join the Alpha Test. Please support us by going to patreon.com slash escalation1985 and throw a dollar at us. Thank you to Synthetic Bobka and Voltage for supplying the music for this episode. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Next time, we'll be, we will be discussing and rewinding an entire collection of Betamax porn. You said Cold Walk on Pod? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,